You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Every week. We need like to play the whole Tyreek press conference every week. <laughs> we should just do Tyreek Day on the show where every every time we come back from a break, we just play something from Tyreek Hill. He's talking about their game Thursday night in Miami. It's up to four now with the Bengals as the favorites over the three and oh Dolphins. Let's talk week four here and big picture with Ben Brown of Pro Football Focus. He joins on the guest line. Ben, let's start there. Thursday night football. We just heard from Tyreek Hill. The Dolphins are 3-0, but they're an underdog this week to the Cincinnati Bengals. What do you make of this game, and and how real are these Dolphins at 3-0 right now? Yeah, definitely. I think, you know, the Dolphins, I would say, are very real. Uh, I do think, you know, Mike McDaniel uh, definitely maximizing the talent that they have offensively. You know, bringing in Tyreek Hill uh, seems like, you know, a huge fit for what they want to do in that offense in particular. And I think, you know, having Jalen Waddle as, you know, maybe the best number two wide receiver option uh, in the NFL uh, definitely is helping alleviate the pressure that, uh, you know, uh, Tua would probably be feeling if that wasn't necessarily the case. So I think they're for real. I am a little bit concerned about Tua's, um, you know, back, concussion, all these other, you know, competing factors for where he's going to be at on this Thursday night matchup, uh, whether he's going to be playing full strength, everything else. I think he was maybe, you know, a limited participant yesterday. So definitely monitoring the injury report, but it's, it's, it's kind of been an interesting ride from a spread perspective. I think, you know, in the preseason Bengals, you know, minus four, we basically were not there last week on the look ahead line and I've kind of, you know, trickled back out in that direction, given the, the injury situation, the, the high number of snaps that the Dolphins played defensively on Sunday and, you know, some of these other, you know, contributing factors, but, I think this is, you know, a must-win game for Cincinnati. They have the most difficult schedule, you know, coming up in the NFL based on PFF's power ranking metrics. So uh, I think this is a must-win spot for them. And I do think that even if they don't necessarily cover the four-point spread, uh, I think they're going to win by at least a field goal, if not more. All right. I am carrying a lot of stress on a Wednesday morning due to Survivor. So we need your help, Ben. Like we ended up, we just did the last segment on it. What we're going to do, we have a, a circus show pick still somehow um, after using Baltimore, Green Bay, and Cincinnati. And I don't know where to go. We took a vote and everybody voted for something else. So where would you go between these three? Chargers at Houston, Lions hosting the Seahawks, or the Giants on a short week hosting the Bears? I oh man, I, I would like to see a little bit more from the. I would have liked to see a little bit more from the New York Giants on Monday night before you know, kind of locking in uh, a, a spot with them for Chicago. So I think they're probably my uh, first elimination, and I do think you know the the, the okay. Chargers as well. 
um, you know, given the entire injury situation that they're dealing with, you know, not not just Justin Herbert, but uh, so many other contributing factors as well, I would almost want to uh, eliminate them as well. So I think, yeah, it's, it's, it, it might restore be the roar if you guys <laughs> in week four, I guess I would I would maybe I'm not going to say I want you guys to pivot or anything, but I do think. Uh, Minnesota, you know, neutral field in London. Uh, uh, ah. The game is as far away from prime time as you can possibly get. Uh, you know, Jameis Winston's questionable. Michael Thomas is questionable. I, I don't hate that play from a survivor perspective either, I would say. Ooh. But I, I think it's we, we, a bust for you three. We were just – you'll, you'll love this because it's a sample size of one game. I, I just realized that uh, in Kirk Cousins' other morning game, we all know he can't, can't play primetime, right? That's what everybody says. He loses every time Monday night, Sunday night. His one morning game, he threw for 456 yards in London. <laughs> There we go. I mean, lock it in. What other information do you need? Right? Like, that, <laughs> is, uh, that is pretty much it for us. So. But, exactly. ben, is, ben is in Minnesota, for the record. Ben is in Minnesota, right? And does it surprise anyone that Kirk could be a morning guy? He's Everything about him screams he's a morning guy. Um, ben, so the Cowboys' defenses look pretty good. Cooper Rush doesn't look too shabby either. I know that CD lamb catch was amazing, but the throw was pretty good. Do you think Cooper rush and the Cowboys can keep this thing going? I actually thought this would be a little higher Cowboys minus three hosting the commanders. What do you like in this matchup? Yeah, I, I, I think it's tough. I've honestly, you know, on a per game basis, I think I've lost more money betting against Cooper rush than any other uh, quarterback <laughs> or team in NFL history. So I'm kind of excited to see, uh, you know, when Dak is back, uh, I don't know if that's going to happen this week or not. And it doesn't sound like he's practicing. Uh, I would probably lean. I know, you know, the, the number was basically at three. I think it's, you know, up to three and a half in spots. I think if you can get plus three and a half on Washington, and Cooper Rush is starting. Uh, I'm I, I'm willing to fade him for one more week. It hasn't worked out well whatsoever for me in my entire betting career. But uh, I think Washington, you know, uh, the, the the game that they had in Week One against Jacksonville is still kind of not necessarily perplexing to me. But I think it shows uh, you know some capabilities that they haven't necessarily shown since that particular time. And I think you know in the, in the division matchup we could get the best of Carson Wentz. I do still like both wide receiver options as well. So. I think, you know, if they can at least, you know, alleviate some pressure on Carson Wentz, you know, against that Dallas front four, uh, I think they can keep it close enough to maybe only lose within a field goal or win outright. So uh, I would say for one more week, uh, I'm going to be fading the Dallas Cowboys here again. And even, you know, despite everything that we've seen so far, uh, and I definitely agree with you, I mean, the defense has been, uh, you know, way better than even expected. Michael Parsons, once again, defensive player of the year candidate. Uh, it seems like Travion Diggs as well, you know, not necessarily giving up those big play type options he was giving up last year uh, and is still kind of, you know, coming through with a lot of those, you know, big swing type expected point plays. So uh, I, it's not a great feeling, but I do think Washington is probably the only spot I can get on board with here in this particular matchup. Ben, can't wait to hear your perspective on this game Sunday. It didn't look like it'd be one of the tougher ones on the Eagles' schedule, but here we are. The number two team in DVOA, the Jacksonville Jaguars, number four right now. The Philadelphia Eagles, both riding high after wins last week. Eagles undefeated. What do you think about this matchup? Eagles favored by about six and a half across the market over Jacksonville. Yeah, I think it's it's just such a wide spread. I do think Jacksonville is probably uh, – 
probably the play at six and a half right now. Um, obviously, would love to get them at seven, but uh, I'm, I'm, you know, you know, Joe, I've, we've probably been, you know, some of the biggest believers in Philadelphia in the offseason. I think, you know, everything is pointing in that direction. I do think they are, uh, you know, not only legitimate contenders in the NFC, but I think there's definitely a strong case to be made for why they should be, you know, the number one team in the NFC in a lot of power rankings right now. So, in all, considering all that, you know, Jacksonville has been really good, uh, especially defensively. I think Trevor Lawrence is making every single play that he can, you know, make on the football field. Uh, their, their wide receiver unit has been better than expected. So I would say the hype maybe uh, is definitely justified for Philadelphia, but I think this is probably just too wide of a spread, you know, given the overall talent uh, that Jacksonville has been able to showcase. So give me Jacksonville plus six and a half. Don't feel great about it. Uh, never want to be fading the Philadelphia Eagles, but uh, this is this is a spot where I think Jacksonville can at least keep this game, you know, within reason uh, or kick down the back door here, given the widespread, you know, uh, toward the end of game with some kind of, you know, weird, weird, foolish type situations happening. I think maybe that's a spot that, you know, Jacksonville gets home, but uh, I would take it. I just can't, I just can't justify laying this big of a, you know, uh, number with Philadelphia right now, given all the things that I've seen from, the, you know, the Jacksonville Jaguars. Ben, it's it's so strange early in the season to say this, but it feels like the reigning Super Bowl champions are completely flying under the radar. Nobody's talking about them. And on Monday night, they are an underdog to a divisional opponent in San Francisco. What are your overall thoughts on the Rams? Two and one, only loss they were supposed to lose. The problem is they got their butts kicked against the Bills, but that's it. And then they've gone out and they've won. Uh, it was a closer game than many people wanted to be with the Falcons, but last week never really seemed to be in doubt against Arizona. Where are you on the Rams? Yeah, and I definitely agree with you overall. You know, the market expectation on them uh, is really low. I definitely think they are the correct side in this Monday Night Football matchup. My problem, I think, probably long-term with Los Angeles, uh, the Rams basically is they're so top-heavy, right? And they did get – you know, the, the, the quality performance from, from the key guys at key positions that they absolutely needed to get last year. Uh, through the first three weeks of the season, it's kind of been there for, you know, Cooper Cooper Cup, and you would kind of expect Aaron Donald to continue to dominate, but they need Jalen Ramsey to be, you know, the, the quote-unquote best lockdown cornerback in the NFL, and I don't necessarily think he's been there through the first three weeks of the season. And if they don't have that, uh, you know, the secondary uh, is, is definitely a little bit more weak link across the board than what it was last year, I think. You know, their offensive line as well uh, definitely took a step back. So I, I'm, I'm maybe concerned about them actually being able to compete with a team like, you know, Philadelphia and Tampa Bay and the NFC when it's all said and done. But uh, I'm also way lower on the San Francisco 49ers than, you know, the general betting market. So I think at plus two and a half or on the money line, you know, plus 115, plus 110. Uh, I think they're kind of a smash play and probably one of my best bets coming up here uh, on Monday Night Football. Nice. Love it. All right, let's talk about Russell Wilson. Not only does he not look good this season, but it dates back to last year. I mean, he's not using his athletic ability. I know he's in a new system, but do you think Russ can turn things around? And on the flip side, they're in Las Vegas this week, and that is a very desperate Raiders team. Which side do you like in this matchup? Yeah, I would probably lean still in the the Broncos' direction a little bit. I'm... I definitely agree with you that Russell, you know, hasn't looked good. I do think, you know, it's definitely 
I don't know if it was still the correct, it was the correct decision from Seattle moving on from him, but it definitely makes a lot more sense in the fact that they were probably ahead of the curve in a lot of ways and definitely got, you know, top value on Russell Wilson when his, you know, the rest of the league kind of still expected him to be, you know, the Russell Wilson that he was three to five years ago. And I think we might not ever see that version of him again, but I think uh, the, the pieces in place around him uh, in Denver he doesn't necessarily have to be an MVP type player in order for them to have success. Of course, they do have, you know, really difficult schedule, really difficult division, all things considered. But uh, the, the pieces around him and especially on the defensive side of the football, uh, I think they should be able to win football games. So I definitely lean uh, in Denver's direction. I do think, you know, the Raiders in general, uh, you know, Derek Carr um, had a really quality season last year, but I still think he's a guy that uh, at his peak is only going to finish as, you know, a top seven, top six type quarterback. He's never going to give you, you know, the top two or top three range. And I think when he's not playing as well as expected, which is definitely this year, he, he's, he's, you know, he's, you know, kind of in the bottom half of the league uh, as far as quarterback playing. I think that's concerning. I thought last week against Tennessee, you know, they would get Devontae Adams heavily involved. That wasn't the case whatsoever as well. So I think that maybe leads to some questions about Josh McDaniels uh, as this sort of, you know, guru offensive scheme type guy. Uh, and, and the questions, I think, are probably justified in the fact that he hasn't necessarily maximized anything offensively for the, you know, Las Vegas Raiders. So I'm concerned about the Raiders more. So I think I'm probably concerned about both teams, but I'm concerned about the Raiders more than the Denver Broncos. So uh, I would say, you know, at plus two and a half, Give me the points. Give me Denver. We have them as, you know, still the better team overall, both offensively and defensively and basically every, you know, key fast to play. So uh, I, I think the, I think the, I think the Broncos are definitely the correct spot to be in uh, here on, here on Sunday. Ben Bills at Ravens on Sunday, three point road favorite Buffalo off a loss in Miami. Uh, Josh Allen plus 275, Lamar plus 550 for the MVP right now at BetMGM. The winner of this game might be the favorite next week. The quarterback that wins this game might be the favorite to win the MVP. Who do you like in this game? Buffalo lane three at Baltimore. Yeah, I, I'm I, I'm taking Buffalo here. I still think they, you know, given the injury situation in their second year, there's obviously some questions, but I think, you know, they did outplay uh, the Miami Dolphins for the most part in that matchup last week. I think, you know, there was, you know, a couple big plays and things broke correctly for Miami in order to kind of get away with that victory. But, uh, I think Buffalo is still the class of the NFL. So anytime I can get them as, you know, even a field goal favorite or less, uh, I, I'm definitely taking them. I know Baltimore has definitely exceeded expectations, but they have some injury concerns, um, you know, on their own right as well. And I think that, you know, given that uh, their secondary hasn't been really good whatsoever, I would say that was probably the reason why they lost the game uh, in Miami with some really bad broken coverages. Uh, you know, in Baltimore's direction. So I think the Bills are only going to be able to exploit that even better than what Miami was able to in that week two matchup. So uh, I think we're going to see a few broken plays, a few, you know, high explosive type plays in Buffalo. Uh, and I could see them not necessarily running away with this game, but I think it's going to be, you know, back and forth game where they're probably leading throughout the entire game. And maybe, you know, Baltimore can get through the back door at the end, but uh, I just don't think there's a way that, uh, you know, Baltimore can keep pace with Buffalo here throughout this entire matchup. So I'm taking the points, taking Buffalo, minus three. I think it's just way too short uh, and probably a little bit of an overreaction uh, based on one week's of performances, I would say, from both teams. Great stuff, Ben. Always appreciate you hopping on. Ben Brown, Pro Football Focus, joining us here on the guest line, talking week four across the NFL. Um, man, that Buffalo game, I the more I stare at it, I think Buffalo too. As much as the Ravens impressed yeah. me last week and Lamar's playing – 
I, does, yeah. Doesn't it feel like a Bills bounce back this week? It might be the first that's person I, to get to 35 wins. Yeah, that's that's where I was, uh, especially with how the Ravens' defenses have looked. But I think it's interesting that that number has come down a little bit in some spots. Now now I don't think he gets off this three. I'm not buying into it. Some, I have some respected people in, in the space. They're on Baltimore. I'm like, okay. Uh, I'm not sure about that. I, I'd go Buffalo. Joe Ojo, Jaron Hawks with Beck UL Daily on the other side. College football card for week five and futures. It's a big week for us. Clemson and MC, NC State. We'll hit that next on the Beck UL Network.